what's the recommendation? Pray. (laughs) (laughs) Help me, Lord. Just help me. Welcome back to the Abundant Life. I'm Angela Todd, my amazing husband, Charles. We are bringing you the word today, and we are talking about what is going on in the world. (laughs) What is our subject? Subject is we're talking about removing barriers to your faith. And it's basically, you know, just like you said, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. There has been for a while, seems like ever since. COVID started, maybe before then, um, it just seems like it never ends and it <laughs> continues to get more. And there seems to be you know, strife and protesting and people burning down businesses and all the different types of stuff that's been going on. And if we're not careful, those things can start to build barriers that block our faith in God. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what a, what a Marxism or a Marxist government does is it tries to put things in place of God. Right. For example, um, you know, the one thing the Lord showed me was about the mask. So the mask, we've had a mask mandate to protect you from things going out of your mouth onto somebody else and things coming out of somebody else's mouth into your mouth. That's supposed to be a barrier mm-hmm. of those molecules. Well, the same thing can happen is when we start to put our trust in man or put our trust in these type of things, it becomes a barrier to our faith. Right. That's good. And so, and it's not that we say, oh, you don't believe in wearing a mask. You don't believe in hand sanitizer. You don't believe in the vaccination, all this. I'm not saying that. Right. I'm not saying that whatsoever. And as a matter of fact, I have people ask me all the time, hey, should I get vaccinated? I'm like, that's your, that's your choice. (laughs) That's, that's between you and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, I can't tell another man what to do. We do the same thing when we teach on financing about giving people say, okay, I'm tithing now and I want to start giving offerings. How much do I give and where do I give? Right. I don't know. You need to take that up. Go pray about it. Get directed. Have the Holy Spirit direct you where to do that. Because where I may be being told to give may be different than where you're being told to give or where you're being told to give. So if everybody gives in the same place, well, I give here, so you give here. Then we're all giving the same place. What about all the other places that need it? You know, so it's about being directed. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today is, you know, okay, well, how do we overcome this then? How do we overcome these barriers, but there's a scripture, go ahead and read Proverbs 29 and two. It just seemed interesting that it fit kind of in the times that we're in or the times that we've been in. And you were asking the questions, well, when did, I don't remember this when I was a kid, you know, but if you watch history, you watch movies on stuff, you see history repeating itself. This isn't like the first time there's been a crisis where people have been angry. You know, they protested Vietnam War, they protest this war, that war, they protested this, protested that. You know, there's been division within our country, within the world, because of worlds for years. So it's just a different type, I think, now with social media, because you can get something all the time, anytime, on my phone, on the TV, over here, over there. It's like pinging you. So, and I think, you know, in, in the society today, because of that, it may seem like it's way more intense than it used to be. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead and read Proverbs 29 2 for us. Yeah, there's a lot of barriers out there, so <laughs> let's figure it out. Proverbs 29 2, NLT. When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked are in power, they groan. May I just say, 
there's a lot of groaning going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of, I mean, I mean, the thing about the Bible is so good, there's something for everything. Right. So when you think about it right now, are righteous people in authority right now? Do you believe that we have godly figures who believe in the Word of God running our country right now? That's a pretty narrow question. And I have a different opinion than most people. Not most, I mean, I don't know. I'm in my own lane. In my mind, no, I don't believe there is. I think if there were, they would be pro-life in a lot of different ways. Um, But that's, you know, I voted. And am I sad about that? I just pray. Try not to speak negatively. Try not to let it become a barrier to my faith, knowing that something better is going to come out of it or God will take it and use it for good. Okay, let me back up. So, who are the righteous? The ones called by the Lord who receive the Holy Spirit. The righteous are the enemies that receive Jesus Christ. Right. You're righteous. You're the righteous of God in Christ once you receive. You're born again. You're righteous. Right. Okay, so let me rephrase this. Since this says... When the godly are authority, the people rejoice, but when they're in power, they groan. So godly, righteous, righteous people, okay? What are righteous people in, let's just call it the church. Are the people in the church rejoicing right now over everything that's going on from a political standpoint in our country, or do you think that there's more groaning? And I don't mean that from a, a groaning from a place of complaining. I mean, it is it, hey, yeah, we're rejoicing everything going on, or is it like, You know, there's some stuff going on that I'm not too sure about right now. That was a well-phrased question, and I would have to say the majority of Christ-filled believers are groaning right now. Okay, good. And, you know, uh, you were just talking about this last time about that that prayer of the groan. Yes. You know, so... We'll reach the throne. We'll reach the throne. So, um, you know, that groan can actually be interpreted almost into something good because it's leading you to the throne. <laughs> you know? Ay, Dios mio, that's one of them. That's one of the girls. So this, 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 is, this is good stuff because this, good. This, this is all over the place. And the thing that I think's happened is that we as the church, we as righteous people got, we don't want to talk about it. You know, we don't want to step on people's toes. We don't, we, don't, we don't want to do that because what we want to do is we want to be accepted. And people want to be accepted. They want to be liked. So the church in general, I'm not saying every church, I'm not saying all churches, I'm saying in general, that from what I've seen is they want to be somewhat politically correct so they don't step on those people's toes because they don't want to offend anybody. But the whole thing is that the Bible says that the Word of God is the truth and the truth will set you free. So when you don't speak the truth, you're not setting people free. You're actually enabling them to stay in bondage. But you should also speak the truth in love and it says without offending, without causing someone to be an offense. And that there's a fine line between that. You can speak your peace and your truth and your and wisdom, and not everyone's gonna accept it. You have to be okay with that. And you can still love, you know, operate in love with the words that you're speaking instead of just outright bashing or using, like we had talked about before with words. You can use your words for good. You can actually use your words for positive ways to communicate on speaking the truth and staying in that lane and, and like you were just saying, 
Okay, you're, yeah. you just got to the very end, so let's go to the end. <laughs> let's just skip everything that we had here, all these scriptures, and let's just go to the end. So go ahead and read. It was fast today. We will probably go back to the middle of the Proverbs meeting. 16 and 12. Okay, Proverbs 16 and 12, Amplified. The wise in heart will be called understanding. A sweet speech increases persuasiveness and learning in both speaker and listener. So the reason why I like the Amplified uh, portion here, or the Amplified version, is that it says that the sweet sweet speech is going to increase the learning in both the speaker and in the learner. Mm-hmm. So it's like a double whammy there. So, But the main point that I wanted to get across is what you were just talking about, is that when we are speaking to other people and we are speaking the truth it needs to be done with what it says right here sweet, sweet lips sweet speech because what is the sweet leaves yeah. sweet, sweet, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> the sweet lips what do they do increase persuasiveness and learning and understanding is and what understanding. some some versions say so it's like are you going to talk to somebody just to talk to hear yourself talk or just to prove your point or are you really talking to somebody because you're trying to increase learning I mean, that should be what it's about. When you're trying to witness to somebody to get them to receive Christ, what are you doing? You're trying to increase their learning about Beat Jesus the Christ the Bible. <laughs> and his goodness and his right. love to try to get them to do the same thing. You're, you're trying to increase their learning through that. And it's the same thing. That's how we should take on these issues that we're dealing with in our country. The same way that we're leading somebody to Christ. It should be with sweet lips. Mm. It should be that way to persuade them to increase their learning so that they'll get what you've got. That'll preach even for business owners. And I don't know that I've ever seen anyone preaching on a corner fire and brimstone that made me go, oh yeah, that's that sounds really good. Like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to die and burn hell. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. How, how, how can I get involved? <laughs> I don't think there's ever been... Uh, you know, I think when there's animosity and negativity, you just kind of want to put a barrier up. You want to shut it down, like we were talking about at the beginning. Well, any barriers. time that I see somebody, if I see somebody yelling, cussing, doing whatever it is, using their hands or whatever, I know that that person is not confident in what it is that they're trying to get across. Because they have to use those ways to try to amplify what it is that they're saying. Versus a man who is calm, cool and collect that's the guy i'm going to listen to you know because he 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 has it together the other people they're trying to use that because they don't have it all together they don't they don't have confidence we're going to talk about this we're going to talk about how you get that confidence we're going to talk about how do i get to this point where i can even do this we skipped ahead because of where we went but let's back up now and and take the points on how we get to this end part of how we get to this place to to speak to people with sweet lips Sounds so nice just to say it. Sweet speech. Say that ten times fast. Sweet speech. Sweet speech. Okay, so backing up. So what do we do? How do we do this? How do we how do we witness to people about the truth of the word of God with the circumstances that are going on today? How do we encourage people in their health to trust God that they are healthy and whole and not to trust in medicine or trust in the doctor and once again i'm not saying anything against medicine or doctors i think they are out there to help people they're there they are messengers or helpers of god to help that at the same time we need to be led by the holy spirit to know what we need to take when we need to take what we don't need to take that type of stuff so the first point that i want to make is that god is your source 
And how many how many times have we said that with what, whatever we're teaching on mm-hmm. in finance we already teach God is your source not your job not your paycheck not your business not your parents nobody else is your source God can use those those ways he can use your business he can use your job he can use your parents he can use your friends he can use a man to get finances to you but the great thing about it is that all these ways that he can get them are all the ways that God uses not just one because what people want to do generally is focus on the one. So, and this is the same thing true for anything, for health. God is your physician. By his say, stripes, yeah. you were healed. Right. So you have already been healed by him. So your health comes from him because Jesus says that those stripes that he took, he took it so that you would not have sickness and disease. So where are we going to get our attention on. So the point is that God is our source. He's our source for our protection. He's our source for our finances. He's our source for our health. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen recently is that the government wants to take all of that and make them your source. In a Marxist society, they want to be, they want to have universal income. Everybody gets paid the same. Great. You get a paycheck. But what is that doing? Putting the government as your source financially. Let's have health care, free health care for everybody. Okay, well, it ain't free. Somebody's got to pay for it. So it's going to be paid by the taxpayers. Every time I say it's free, it's like, it ain't free. But let's give everybody health insurance. Okay, great. Okay, let's let us tell you how to protect yourself. Now put this mask on and take this shot and don't go over here because there's too many people there and don't go over there and you know, you, can, you can't do this and you can't do that. If you listen to us, you'll be protected. Meanwhile, they're not following their own rules. And that's a whole other thing. Lead by example. And that's what we're, at least I'm seeing a lot of now is to do like I say and not like I do. And that is not proper leadership. Sorry, it's not. So what's the solution then? You tell, you, you tell us what's not right. Tell, give, us, give us, how do you do that then? What's, what's the recommendation? Pray. <laughs> <laughs> help me, Lord, just help me. Sweet speech, help me uh, just to love those who, uh, and to pray for those people. Or to get active, to get involved, and to, to make a change. And we have the power to make a change. Go out and vote. Go out and do something. Okay, so you want to go to the second to the last one? <laughs> Here I go. <laughs> yes, that sounds great. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to kind of keep this rolling here. So number one, we're trying to build a foundation on how we're going to get to all this stuff that you have already know that we're going to get to, but you don't really know, right. but you already know through the Spirit. So we're going to put the foundation down. You don't know. And we're going to let Angela give the whole rest of it. So anyway, number one, back, let's just refresh this now. God is your source. Yes. Okay. Number two part is, is to realize who we are in Christ. Yes. Okay. So God is our source. And who are we in Christ? We're, what does, what does God say that we are? And not what your neighbor says, not what the government says, not anybody, but who does God say that you are? So you just made a point, okay, I need to go out and speak, and I need to go out and vote, I need to go all that. So go ahead and read Proverbs 28.1. Proverbs 28.1, New King James Version. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Okay, so how bold are we? As a lion. As a lion. Who's the true lion? Judah. Jesus, the lion of Judah. So when I was thinking about this, it's like, you ever go to the zoo and you hear like the lion roar? Like, I mean, you can be... 
in front of the monkey cages. The monkeys are throwing stuff. You're having a good time. And all of a sudden, roar, you hear that lion roar. Everything stops. Everything stops. It's like you might have been having fun with the monkeys, but you just forgot about the monkeys. <laughs> and you, the only thing you thought about was, oh my goodness. It just rumbled the whole joint. And I've never been in the jungle, but I would assume it'd be the same thing in jungle. Everybody could be playing and swinging from trees and everything else, and the lion roars, and it's like, everything stops. Yep, definitely. <laughs> so the point is, as being as bold as a lion. So that's what the Word of God says, that we are to be bold as a lion. So there's, there's a boldness that we should have to be able to speak the truth. And to stand up. And sometimes it's hard, especially like uh, being a woman or... Um, I know I can, I'm just speaking for, you know, women standing up and that's why I think like the Me Too movement was so big and um, just women's rights and, and I'm just speaking for women on my behalf of just being able to stand up with a spine to be bold in that and what I think is great is having someone that you can partner with to also do that and that's why the church is so important in the body of Christ is being able to help one another because uh, and then again, if you're going back to God is my source, when I am weak, then he is strong. And then you would just yield to the power of the Holy Spirit to give you that boldness to be bold as a lion. But sometimes it's not easy. Yeah. And that's why we're going to give you some more scriptures on how to be bold. Right. <laughs> so number one is how to be bold. Then, okay, well, how do I do that? Right. And we're going to talk about that. We're, okay. going to, we're going to get the scriptures about that. But the one thing that I wanted to bring up um, that's not related to the word, well, actually, it could be. It's, it's our... Uh, constitution. I mean, the Constitution was written off the Word of God. Yeah. Correct? So, but what I did is I looked up the uh, First Amendment, and basically what I saw there was that there's five freedoms in the First Amendment. Mm -hmm. Protects, it's five freedoms it protects is speech, religion, press, assembly, and the right to petition the government. I would have to say that our First Amendment right has been completely stripped. Well, when I was thinking about that, okay, so the press has the freedom. The press is supposed to have the freedom. I think the press does a really good job about <laughs> saying what they want to say. They are free with what they say. And it depends on if you're on this side of the fence with this news or this side of the fence over here. They say what they say and they take it and they make the narrative work for whatever it is. They can have the same story with a different narrative and a completely different end on yeah. what it is. Mm -hmm. So it just depends on where you're going. The, the press has done a great job on that. But I think that as believers, we haven't done a really good job. I mean, think of COVID. Okay, there's three things here. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and freedom of assembly. Those are three things that I think that basically outlines the church. Right. The, the Bible says that we should not forsake the assembly of ourselves. of ourselves. Right here, it says you have a right to do that. Let me ask a question. Was our right to assemble stopped during COVID. Absolutely. Was stopped 100%. And I believe the reason why they wanted to do that is because they wanted to stop your religion and they wanted to stop your speech. And Period. pastors went to jail for it. The ones that stood up. Yeah. The ones that stood up. And there is the fear, and God bless them for being bold enough. Again, the fear of stepping out because, you know, being jailed for your beliefs and assembling, taking away your First Amendment rights. Like, that is tyranny. But my, my point with this is, is that, you know, we're talking about being as bold as a lion. So we can do that through the word, but we also have rights, legal rights within our country to be able to do this stuff. And the point is, how many people stood up for this? How many people said, you know what? That's against the law. I have a right to assemble here. I have a right. And what did the government want to do? They would say, we're doing this to protect you. 
We're trying to protect you. Let me tell you what, the best place you could have been during the middle of COVID, COVID first brought, broke out, was in the church hearing about how Jesus has healed you, how Jesus prospered. People are losing their jobs, people are using their businesses, people are losing their health. That's the best place you could be to get healed, to get the word of God into you and to be encouraged that you can overcome those things of the world. And they know that and that's why they want to shut it down. I'm being bold right now. Ah, I don't care. <laughs> Sweet speech. So, yes. back it up, low and slow. The point is, you're absolutely right. So what do we do about it? How do we, what do we do? I'm glad you asked because <laughs> next time we're gonna talk about it because we're out of time for today. <laughs> So you want to make sure that you tune in next time because we're going to be doing a continuation on this. And it's always important we do these segments where they're part one, two, and three. You've got to get the whole thing. Right. You know, you've got to get it because all everything goes together and works as a whole. So don't forget to tune in next time for part two of removing barriers of your faith. Removing the barriers. We're here to help you do that. <laughs> next time. Until next time. Yeah. Peace.